Welcome to the Overthinking It podcast, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve. My name is Mark Lee, and I'm here with a special edition of the Overthinking It podcast. We're doing a, an audio edition of the Musical Talmud. The Musical Talmud is our ongoing series of analysis of pop music songs and the lyrics and trying to get a sense of what it is that they're about. Um, this is a little bit of an experiment. This is the first time that we've done this, so we'd be very curious to hear your feedback about what you think, uh, how well you think this went, and uh, if you'd like to hear more of it, especially. Um, so anyway, I recently heard a song on the radio, on the Top 40 radio, called American Girl by Bonnie McKee. So this edition of uh, American Girl is just the latest celebration of the American Girl over many decades of pop music in the American pop music tradition. Uh, So what I wanted to do with this edition of the Musical Talmud is uh, take a tour through some of those most notable songs about American girls. Uh, and try to answer some of the questions about uh, about this American girl phenomenon, right? How is an American girl defined by these songs? And perhaps most importantly, what do these songs say about our national character and sense of place in the world? Because, of course, that is what pop songs do. <laughs> they talk about uh, our national character and sense of place in the world. So before we dive into the American girl song uh, set, uh, I do want to get this out of the way. Uh, we are not going to include the song American Woman by the Guess Who in this analysis. American woman, stay away from me. American woman, mama let me be. This song is from 1970. It's by a Canadian band. So it's obviously a vehicle for decrying the Vietnam War. And America's urban decay. So just listen to these lyrics here. I think it'll be pretty obvious. So aside from the lyrical content, uh, it's worth noting that uh, the American woman is something very different from an American girl. Uh, well, a lot of these songs are about the sex appeal of youth. And I'm talking about in a weird pedophilic way that some may have sort of a, a immature view of sexuality when they think about the american girl but what this, these songs are talking about is uh youth uh you know the american girl as a sign of youth youthful appeal and also america as a young country so we'll talk more about that uh, when we go through this as this appears in the songs but i want you to keep that in mind uh youth america's young culture that's what uh, as a young country and that's what the american girl idea is about Okay, so let's start with perhaps the most famous song that has American Girl in the title. Uh, This is Tom Petty's American Girl from 1977. So this actually expresses very little about the American sentiment. I think the closest that it gets is uh, bringing up this idea of the vastness of America. But I think the most American thing about this song might actually be the instrumental interludes. Let's listen to that for a second. (laughs) 
So in a word, this interlude is very bluesy. Um, and it's worth noting that when you listen to a lot of pop music from other countries sort of all mashed up together, like we did uh, in the spring of this year when we reviewed all the Eurovision songs, you don't hear quite as much of this bluesy feel, bluesy influence in pop music. It's much square. It, doesn't, it lacks those sort of the, the seventh notes that really define the blues characteristics. If you want to hear more of Eurovision, and I know you do, uh, look up Eurovision on our website and our, on our YouTube channel. There's a lot of stuff there. Okay, next, let's fast forward to 1994. This is a Trisha Yearwood song. It's called X's and O's, and American Girl is uh, in parentheses in the title. She used to tie her So I think this song is mostly about comparing the innocence of youth to the obligations and disappointments of adulthood. Fix the sink, mow the yard, really isn't all that hard if you get paid. I guess you could say the same about women in any industrialized country in the world. So uh, let's try to figure out what's specifically American about this. I think what we see reflected here is this idea of the American dream uh, and part of the American dream, uh, what's really intrinsic in the American dream is this idea of home ownership in particular, right? You know, you have a sink, you have a yard, you have to take care of these things because you are the property owner here, you know, as opposed to, you know, renting and having the super take care of these sort of things. Um, and also the idea of hard work and hard work paying off intrinsically just because it's supposed to. I mean, it, now, in, you know, after 2008 in our post-economic crisis world, this seems a bit of a cruel joke, um, in 1994, it wasn't quite the cruel joke that it is now, but I think those same anxieties, some of those anxieties, uh, were still at play then, and, uh, and and you can sort of hear that in that song here. Okay, so let's talk about signing letters with X's and O's. Uh, this actually is kind of an American thing, uh, by way of Europe in the Middle Ages, actually. So when you sign a letter with an X, that means you're signing it with... Uh, the sign of a cross, and also that's what people used to do back in the day when uh, literacy, literacy rates weren't so high. It was common for people to sign letters with an X. Um, so that's sort of a European Middle Ages thing. Uh, the O, interestingly, comes from Jewish immigrants to the United States. They didn't want to use the Christian X. They didn't want to use the cross. And so they, instead they signed documents with an O. So I'm told by Wikipedia... Um, and so you put the two of them together, the X's and O's, and that's where you get the, you know, signing letters with X's and O's. Um, so there you have the synthesis of the old and the new world and the Christian and the Jewish. I think that's a particularly American thing. Others might disagree, and I don't think that's what Trisha Yearwood was going for, but it kind of works out in a nice way. <laughs> The next edition in our American tour of American Girl songs is by Brooke Valentine. It's called American Girl, of course, uh, and this is from 2005. Uh, you might not remember Brooke Valentine. She had a hit called Girl Fight in 2005. Um, but anyway, this song, what I think is nice about this song is that it neatly, in, neatly encapsulates a lot of the contradictions that I think are uniquely American that really define the American experience. Crazy. It's kind of strange. 
So what she's thinking about here is actually a very uh, particular American public policy problem in that, uh, you know, we are the leaders of fast food. We produce a lot of calories uh, in, in the marketplace, and yet we still grapple with hunger problems. People still go hungry, uh, even though you know, there's like cheap McDonald's on basically every corner. It is tragically an American thing. I love this idea of the Disney world as the underworld. It speaks to this duality of fantasy versus reality. Again, going back to this American dream idea, uh, which, you know, which we sort of constantly fall short of. Um, another interesting thing to, to note from this line here is this acknowledgement of the cultural hegemony of the United States as expressed by Disney World or Disney Worlds. Um, we'll hear more about the idea of the cultural hegemony of America, and it's an obvious place to express that idea in a pop song, so you'll hear more of that. I wasn't expecting to find anxieties about housing as a recurring theme in these songs, but uh, there it is. Uh, but the next part about this is, again, talking about the tension between youth and adulthood, which we heard earlier in the Trisha Yearwood song, right? And I think it's interesting, you, you can consider America as the overgrown child on the world scene in this instance. America is a very young country and yet has an outsized influence on the world relative to its history, uh, to, its, to the time that it's had on the world scene. Next entry is by uh, LL Cool J and a marching band, apparently. Uh, this is his entry from 2008. Uh, and you can hear that marching band theme going very strong. Uh, that, I think, is a very American thing. As far as I know, the marching band phenomenon doesn't really exist in other European countries, mostly because uh, marching bands are so closely associated with high school and college football. And I'm talking, of course, about American style of football, not uh, the soccer. So this song has a lot of hilarious patriotism and uh, more references to founding fathers and perhaps any other rap song out there. Man, American girls are something to see. I bet Thomas Jefferson would love BET. The great thing about this particular reference is that uh, Thomas Jefferson actually did have relationships with one of his African American slaves and fathered uh, part uh, children who were partly black. So in a way, I guess he would love BET. Right. Um, but more pertinently, uh, this song actually really is a celebration of America's diversity. One of the things, again, that makes America uh, you know, unique among other countries. Way back in 1776, who would have thought we would have these chicks? Some kind of slim and some extra thick. They make me feel so patriotic. Benjamin Franklin, I so want to thank them. Take a look at these girls. They're the best in the world. Blondes and brunettes, redheads with curls. Boss with me, girl, and let your baton twirl. So there is a serious point to be made in the midst of all this objectification of women. Um, I think Americans usually do take their uh, take for granted the ethnic and racial diversity that we have in this country. But as I mentioned before, it really is something that sets us apart. I'm so glad the French helped us out. Now you're free to walk around and let your cleavage bounce. But I love this shout out to France. I don't think a lot of hip hop songs um, celebrate France's con uh, the French contribution to American independence and, in a way, to hip-hop. But here it is in this song. Um, but more importantly, uh, this song is celebrating the American spirit of individuality. Um, and it's worth noting that, um, you know, we talk about other cultures having more of a collective sense uh, compared to America, where uh, people are sort of more free to go about 
doing their own th- thing. And that's a gross uh, oversimplification of what you see in Eastern countries, for example, like uh, like China, Korea, Japan, uh, that really emphasize uh, the group, that emphasize the um, sort of cultural conformity. Uh, and what you see in the United States of a more independent spirit, but I do think it is a real phenomenon, something that really does set the United States and the American girl apart. So finally, we've reached uh, this most recent entry into the American girl canon. This is American Girl by Bonnie McKee, and it came out uh, this past summer in 2013. I think this song celebrates two things about America. The first being a lifestyle of superficial, cheap consumerism that's dictated by the media. And the second being America's hegemonic power that comes through stubbornness and sheer force of will. So let's talk about the uh, consumerism aspect of this first. I fell in love in a 7-Eleven parking lot. So 7-Eleven, uh, what you would think would be as a sort of a typical American convenience store, which is where you go to take part in the cheap culture of consumerism. But it, just as a quick note, it's really interesting to note that 7-Eleven is actually headquartered in Japan. It was originally founded in the United States in 1946, uh, but the headquarters, it was bought by a Japanese company, and those headquarters are in Japan. And also, there are more 7-Elevens in Japan than there are in the United States. So again, with the reference to the vending machine, you see uh, this idea of the cheap, disposable consumer culture on display here. Uh, but oddly enough, again, this, I think, again, this is bringing the, the Japan back into the equation uh, because that country, I believe, is far more known for its vending machines than the United States. I think this line speaks for itself, but uh, it's important to remember that TV really is two things. One is, uh, you know, the fantastical storytelling uh, and, you know, the, again, the, the, the expression of American cultural hegemony throughout the world through our uh, entertainment products. But the other is advertising, right? Uh, for any given hour of television, you're watching 45 minutes of TV and another 15 minutes of ads, which goes along with the whole uh, culture of consumerism thing. So... Hegemonic power. Let's talk about how this song uh, reflects America's sense of power in the world. So I like to think of this set of lyrics as being about American power fantasy. America at its most assertive, it's most powerful and unapologetic. In conclusion, uh, let's step back and think about the different themes that we've heard come up in these songs. We've heard about the vastness and diversity of America and its people. Uh, we've heard celebrations of America's hegemonic power, um, but we've also heard some lament, some internal conflict over the youth-adult contrast of, of the nature of America and uh, a lot of concerns over the American dream and the Amer- anxiety over the economics that we feel in America today. Ultimately, I think when we have a song that's about the American girl 
um, the singer is projecting the desirability of American cultural and economic power out to the rest of the world. In other words, the American girl is not necessarily an object of sexual desire. It is also an object of political and cultural and economic desire uh, that the rest of the world looks upon with envy. Uh, Some, but not all of these songs acknowledge limits to that power, which I think is appropriate given that uh, many Americans are not willing to, are ready to acknowledge limits to our power, our specialness, that American exceptionalism. So before we wrap this up, I do want to mention that there are a lot of other songs out there that are called, that have American Girl in, or American Girls in the title. Um, I chose the ones that I thought were the most interesting, had the most interesting things to say about uh, America and American girls and our place in the world. Um, so if you want to talk about the others in the comments, please do do that. If you want to listen to more episodes of the Overthinking It podcast, uh, or you want to read more editions of the Musical Talmud or watch more editions of the Musical Talmud in video format, you can find all of that on overthinkingit.com, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve.